Thanks for tuning into the Project Login Podcast. The Project Login Podcast features Mainers working in technology jobs across the state. It's meant to be a career exploration tool and follows an informational interview corner. Folks from across Maine will be featured, and folks with ties to Maine will be From CIOs to software developers, business analysts, and more. The goals are to expose our listeners to various technology jobs at Maine companies by people who do the work and raise awareness of education and training pathways into those careers. Lastly, we would like to raise the aspirations of young Mainers to pursue these high-wage, in-demand tech careers. Today's guest on the podcast is Pamela Perkins. Hi, Pam. Hey, Angela. Thanks for being here. My pleasure. I'm happy to share. So tell me, where do you work and what is your role? So I work at a company called Athena Health. We are a healthcare network IT company that helps providers with their clinical documentation. So we're an electronic health record. Um, And we also do revenue cycle management for healthcare systems, patient outreach, and really like end-to-end all of the various things that a healthcare provider needs to be able to operate their business effectively. My specific role here is within the coaching and training services department. I'm a senior manager of a team called administrative coaching. What we do is partner with the C-suites, so all of the head decision makers for various medical practices, from one doc practices all the way up to national healthcare industries with thousands of providers on our system. And I help them make decisions about how to most effectively use our product and help them understand what the data says about their performance on our system, what that means for their patients and for their providers and for their revenue, help them identify goals, and then coach them towards getting there. How did you get to where you are in your job? Yeah, it's a little bit of a weird path. I started high school at the Maine School of Science and Math, so I am an MSSM graduate from 2001. From there, I really loved the close-knit kind of experience of school, and I wanted to go to school in the state of Maine, and I wanted to go to a really small school. So I went to College of the Atlantic, which is a very small college in Bar Harbor, Maine, and I studied education there. I was going to be a third grade teacher. As I was working through that teaching program and doing my classroom-based teaching, I discovered that I really didn't love all of the rules related to teaching. And it wasn't really the best fit for me. Um, Though I loved teaching, the public school system just wasn't the right thing for me in particular. And so from there, I worked as the admissions director for the Maine School of Science and Mathematics. And that was a great deal of fun. I loved sharing the high school experience with everyone and the meeting lots of students across the state. And then I joined Athena Health after that. And I started just in the operational department. I was a entry-level analyst. I had no healthcare experience. And they hired me into the claims department. And I really quickly figured out that it was a whole lot of fun to try to understand medical claims and figure out how to get them paid. Each claim that I would look at was like a little puzzle to solve. And I love kind of like unraveling all of the pieces and and figuring out how to make it work. 
I moved up from that role to a customer success manager. So I then worked with clients on just making sure they were happy with our system. And that allowed me to have a much broader understanding of our partnership with clients. And then I decided I really wanted to get back into the teaching that I loved so much and that I studied in college. And I joined our coaching and training services department. And so I was able to leverage the deep understanding of revenue cycle billing and claims management with my skills in teaching and training and presentations and was able to become a teacher, but in a more corporate environment, which I really, really enjoy. I'm now enrolled in a bachelor's program for healthcare business administration so that I can align the eight years of healthcare experience that I have now with my education as well. So things will be aligned for me, but it was certainly not the path I had decided on originally, but I really enjoy it now that I'm here. Yeah, that's okay. We, we honor and we value all pathways and this non-traditional route where you're at now sounds really awesome. I wonder about the training and coaching aspect. Do you need to have any special certifications or credentials in order to do the coaching? So not officially. (laughs) I really appreciate people who have some real specific education background, whether it be a college degree in teaching or really any sort of history around teaching people things. One of my pet peeves is the idea that anyone can be a teacher or a learner and that we all should be teaching each other the things that we know. I think that teaching is a profession and a skill, and it's something that not everyone does well. People have PhDs in education. This is this is a whole profession that should be respected. And so while we do hire people without education backgrounds or or training backgrounds, I personally, as a hiring manager, really prefer that they do because I think they understand how to really take training as a serious thing that is both an art and a science. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Tell me what a typical day or week might look like for you. So my schedule is mostly my own to manage. I work from home for now, especially for this COVID period of time, as most of us are. I'm typically in the office in non-COVID times, three days out of the week, and I work two remote days. We have offices in a lot of places around the U.S. Specifically, we have an operations center in Belfast, Maine, which is where I started my career. And I transferred to our Atlanta office four years ago. And now I'm actually back in Maine working remotely because I call myself a Corona refugee, but I can really work from anywhere. And so I choose to work for Maine at the moment. And I'm really, really enjoying that. So I manage our team meetings, our leadership syncs, I triage issues, and I work through business goals. I spend a lot of time in meetings and and going through my email. (laughs) I also spend a significant amount of time looking at client data to try to unearth opportunities and understand where things are going wrong for clients. It's kind of like being a healthcare business operations, like archaeologist. I'm always kind of digging to find out what the root cause of something is and, and figure out solutions for how to, how to fix it. I love it. It goes back to the puzzles and the problem solving that you Mm -hmm. like. What do you like best about your job? I love the intersection between data and teaching. I like to see how my engagement with a medical practice has direct benefits to the outcomes that a practice is looking to achieve. Ultimately, 
I can see directly how what I do improves the healthcare experiences and the clinical outcomes for patients that are coming to those healthcare practices. And so I feel like I'm having a real impact on healthcare in the United States. Yeah, making making a difference is certainly something that people that have a passion about want to have in their jobs. That's awesome. What kind of problems might you deal with? Yeah, so figuring out how to best interpret the performance data that I'm looking at and use that to make appropriate decisions or to change the type of approach I might make with a client. I also think a lot about how to influence organizations to make changes. So I am really trying to figure out like how to unstick people who have sticky workflows or difficult interpersonal dynamics that are preventing them from being successful. Part of my role is understanding what it means to coach someone toward an outcome as opposed to teaching someone something. It's really like goes back to the idea of teaching someone how to fish versus inviting them over for dinner. So I'm always trying to put the ball back in the court of the person I'm talking with to have them kind of self-serve the solutions and to get out of their own way. I like that. Yeah. What kind of decisions you talked about, these decisions that you have to go through, do you do that alone or do you do that in a team? How do you make decisions? I work in a team of leaders in our coaching and training services department. I report up to the vice president of coaching and training. So I have a pretty direct line up to very senior leadership who's available to kind of make the the final call, but also support me in my brainstorming and back me up in, in the decisions that I do make. I also have a very, very skilled team of people that I manage. And so I very much trust them and their opinions and experiences. So I really leverage my team. I really am a very diplomatic leader. So I I like to gauge their experience and use them and, and what they know because they are so very talented and skilled. So yeah, I have a lot of really great people around me supporting and helping make those decisions. Tell me something that challenges you, and it can be at work or it can be personal. Yeah, so it kind of goes back to the idea that I was not cut out to be a public school teacher, and that's really because I struggle to follow rules and procedures. I'm somebody that really likes to just do what works rather than to follow an established process or to document what I'm doing and to check off the boxes. And so in the public school setting, there's a lot of administrative burden in, you know, really validating what you're teaching, why you're teaching it, making sure it aligns with the desired outcomes for the state, which is all wonderful stuff. There's no problem with that. In fact, it's super necessary. But for me, that just gives me a lot of anxiety and I hate it. So it wasn't the right fit for me. And so working in a more corporate business environment, it allows me to be much more flexible in the things that I do and the approaches that I take to things. However, I still get myself in trouble because I know that it's important for me to work on teams with people who I know will balance me out. And they're going to call me on when I'm creating a mess by not following established procedures. I also know 
that for most people, structure is really comforting. And so my desire to like fly by the seat of my pants all the time can really make my team and my coworkers a bit nervous. So as the leader of the team, I know that I have to compromise a lot in order to kind of create some stability for everyone and make sure that we do have alignment and that we're we're doing things the way that we need to be doing them and we're being fair to everyone. But I also don't want to lose that part of myself that is really into just figuring it out and trying what works and doing what's best in the moment. And so I spend a lot of time pushing my team also to kind of be a little bit more flexible and figuring out like what the right thing to do is in the moment. Yeah, it is a kind of a balancing act, right? Like you're just, you're trying to balance, but you want to, you want to flex that muscle. And then there's just some times where you have to beg for forgiveness, right? Like, you know, (laughs) we'll figure it out. Yeah, it's always important for me to have someone around who's going like, but yeah, remember, you were supposed to, we need to document this and (laughs) we have a rule. So it keeps me out of trouble. What advice do you have for a young person that's looking to get into maybe a tech company or doing something with data or the computing field? Yeah, you know, I think that as someone who speaks directly with client users of our cloud-based IT solution, that user experience understanding, I think, is, is super interesting And I think it creates such a great foundation for someone who's looking for a future in IT or computing. You know, ultimately, when you're designing something technical, it's all about what the end user is experiencing. So, you know, you can be excellent at the technical skills of coding or development, but unless you really understand how someone is going to interact with that end product, you're going to find that you're probably unsuccessful at it. So I can get really frustrated in my client-facing role by some of the technical designs that miss the mark. And so I'm always really happy to partner with those people and and share my experiences, help identify client pain points and, and how to best design a system that resolves those. But I think for anybody who's working in some sort of an IT field, that user experience courses or even having roles in user experience, it can be a really beneficial thing that kind of puts you above the rest in terms of what you're designing and making sure that it's really effective. That's really good advice. What's the company culture like at Athena Help? Yeah, so in the eight years that I have been at Athena, the culture's really shifted a bit over time. In the beginning, we were very much still a startup and with that, you know, there we were very successful right off off the bat. And so, we, you know, we were making money and everybody was happy and things were great. And with that came a bit of frivolousness and, and lots of fun. We had a pretty strong work hard, play hard mentality, which was great, but it was also really expensive. So as we grew, we've become much more fiscally disciplined. We still do a lot of working hard and playing hard for sure. We just do it a little bit less extravagantly now. 
Most importantly, I think everyone that works here really believes in the mission of making healthcare work as it should. Our jobs have really direct impacts on patient experience and clinical outcomes. By using the data that we collect from the providers that are using our system, we can predict things like where is the flu about to pop up in the United States or which antibiotic strain is most effective in what illnesses. And so we're really into leveraging data to tell a story about health and improve the outcomes. So that's just really a rewarding thing to be a part of. I also feel really supported in the balance between my work life and my real life. We have really incredible benefits that support us in making sure that we're, you know, mentally and physically healthy. And we have really trustworthy leaders that I really think are are committed to upholding our company values. And so that's really reassuring just to know that we're all aligned around the right things. Are there internships or job shadow or other opportunities for students? There are. We do offer internships for our recent college grads. There's a application program for that, and we're always recruiting for those things. We also have some very entry-level positions here in the, the Belfast office where the operational center, and so even for people who are not necessarily college graduates or who haven't completed college or aren't necessarily in a computing or IT field, it can be a great first step into the healthcare industry. You learn a lot by doing and you can work your way up. Um, we also, as a company, have tuition reimbursement, which I've taken advantage of personally. So, you know, even for people who have an interest in the sorts of things I'm talking about here, but don't necessarily have the education background, there are some really great entry points for you at Athena, and then paths to get that needed education and do that by being reimbursed for it. Yeah, it's always great when we can get the employers to pay for the training and education. I know. I'm all about taking advantage of everything they will offer me. (laughs) (laughs) What's your favorite place in Maine? This is such a nice question. Maine is my favorite place in the whole universe, just (laughs) by and large. But it fascinates me that I've lived in Maine all but four years of my whole life. And I can still find places I have never been before that are just absolutely phenomenal. And that happened to me just recently. I went to, I think it's a state park, but it's called Holbrook Island Sanctuary, which is near Brooksville, Maine. I'm currently living in Blue Hill, Maine, which is on the, not quite the mid coast, not quite down east, um, but kind of outside of the Ellsworth area. And Brooksville is, is further out on the peninsula from here. But it has a whole network of really lovely oceanfront trails and some of the most incredible views that I have seen in the entire state. And it's a total hidden gem. (laughs) Like there's no one there. It was just phenomenal. I love it. It sounds great. It's not a secret anymore. You just gave Mm. it away. Yes, please, everyone, don't rush there all at once. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you so much for uh, being on the podcast today. I really had fun. It was my pleasure. Thank you.